And but you've done peyote before, and peyote from there actually, yeah, from Realte Catorze. So. Yeah, like I was completely unaware that you were having bad trip. Completely, mm-hmm. like that was absolutely shocking when you told me that <laughs> at, the, at the end. It was just completely not even, not even like on my also, mind. I'm not sure I could have like held a conversation at that point. So I'm not yeah. sure. Like, yeah, I don't know. If I was in your position, I probably wouldn't have told me either. Warm welcome to today's talk. My guest today is Nathan Bell, who is someone who I've known. He's maybe actually my old, oldest friend. I've known him since I was like eight years old, I feel, eight or nine. And um, we weren't really friends that whole time, but we ended up uh, becoming close friends. A very good friend of mine. We've had a lot of crazy experiences together, which we uh, highlight a few of them here. Other things I could say about Nate is he's a spiritual seeker. So he's done a lot of different uh, experimenting with plant medicines, meditation retreats, which we go in depth on as well as Ted Mescal's and, uh, and various other things. He's very well read. We talk about some books that we, uh, that we like. And yeah, it's a, it's a nice conversation. It was good to hear from him um, as this is a man that I respect greatly and I hope you enjoy what we talk about. Take care. Yeah, I guess we'll just start, start with Real de Catorce because I want to uh, hear a little bit about this. But yeah, essentially like I was speaking with my therapist on Real de Catorce and he was saying that um, he might have some hookups for me. Um, and you've been there? No, no, just... Uh... My buddy James has been there. Um, so yeah, I've just heard a secondhand, secondhand uh, account from, from him. So. Yeah. Oh, and, but you've done peyote before? and Peyote from there, actually. So Okay. Uh, yeah, from Realte Catorze. So. Have you done San Pedro as well, though? No. So I'm not. Um, but the... Um, the girl that we did peyote with had previously done San Pedro and, and said it was a similar, similar experience for sure. So did you get any cool insights? Like, um, you've talked to Fergal quite a, Oh, that's another thing I'd like to touch on is, uh, your chess, your chess championships. Um, but yeah, like, uh, you took, you spoke with Fergal. Um, so you know him, but he had like a life-changing experience on San Pedro and he had all these crazy insights and now his life is completely different. Did you get anything like that from peyote? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, I don't really think I was like looking for anything either, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like I have had pre- like previously doing mushrooms, I would say I've had more like, I guess, profound insights or something from it, from doing mushrooms than I, than I did with that one trip with peyote. But, uh, yeah i don't know like it was it's obviously like it's great it's great every time um but i uh, but i also have never had a like a bad trip so to speak on it as well so i can't i shouldn't be like uh <laughs> just throwing it out there like we should all do this but um yeah i think in the right in the right setting yeah everyone should everyone should be doing this so. yeah it's um it's tough like that one that we did before uh before Buddha, before I went, or before Bulger's wedding, I guess that was like a horrible time for me. Right, right. And uh, that was like the proper setting, you know, like yep. we did it all yeah. properly. Although we we didn't have anyone to like monitor and guide us, right? Like, or like no trip sitter for that. So I guess, uh, yeah, like I was completely unaware that you were having a bad trip. Completely. Mm-hmm. 
Like that was absolutely shocking when you told me that <laughs> at the end. It was just completely not even not even like on my mind, which is like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna be much of a help if that's Yeah. Well, I guess I could have said something, but part of me and my brain was like, I don't have the capability of splitting this uh, trip killer up. And like I barely had the capability of even opening the package that the trip killer was in. So I was like, yeah, like I can't, I have to do this in secrecy because we only have one. I can't have Nate start freaking out if it's probably the better approach realistically, but we just should have had like that open, that ready to go in case, yeah. uh, in case the situation arose, but we weren't really like, I don't know. We kind of like didn't, didn't like respect what could happen i guess we just kind of were assuming it was going to be a good uh, good time like we didn't really like take into account any like precautions that we should have taken but, yeah. but then like as well it's kind of stupid on uh, my part because um like if i just said something to you instead of me thinking that you would have then started freaking out like the more likely scenario would be you would be like oh hey like what's going on like what's what's troubling you, you know? And then like, we can just like talk it out, get my mind on something else. You know, that probably would have been a lot better. Like maybe, maybe, but also I'm not sure I could have like held a conversation at that point. So I'm not sure. Like, yeah, I don't know if I was in your position, I probably wouldn't have told me either, you Mm -hmm. know, or told you either. Um, Cause I'm at really, yeah, I don't, I don't think I was in any position to be like calling, <laughs> like making decisions at that point. I'm just gone. So yeah, it was crazy. We didn't take any at all, but then like, I remember uh, like when I, when I like woke up from that, like pretty much sleep that I had, like I took the pill and like, I was like, all right, I've done everything that I can do. I'm just going to pass out now. And I came out of it and I like stood up and you're like, that was a good time. <laughs> and I was like, that was uh, one of the worst times of my life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah like and how long after was that uh like how yeah what was like the time frame did you ever write that down yeah so I, I, that's one of the things that i'm noticing is like i write these i have books filled with notes and things like that and i just don't know where any of them are like i have so many like insights and things like that from my one um my one book that i've been like oh i really want to go back and reread those and i just don't know where it is but i do remember me and you we did like write down what time we took it what time the effects started coming what time we took more because we couldn't feel it right and then um and then after that like i think there was maybe like one scribble like computer loud or something and then after that it was uh it was a wrap (laughs) uh yeah and did we have did we put on a playlist we must have had something like uh yeah yeah, I think we did that suicide sheet playlist. Suicide sheet, yeah. And I remember at one point I was like, oh, I need to deal with the, I need to deal with this music. Like it's not, this is not the music. And then I realized like, I don't know how to use the computer at the moment. Right, you know? right. And then I was like, fuck, like I can't change the music and I can't do the hits. It was a lot. Yeah, yeah. But like, I guess after like looking back on it that night or the, or like the next day, do you have any, any like insights from that? Like you, is it I, still, is it still viewed as like a, a negative experience, I guess, or. Um, uh, it, it's mostly viewed as like when we take, when you take something like that, you have to think of it as uh, like, you need to treat it properly, you know, which I thought we were doing, but then I guess like Adam had warned me like, bro, don't, 
you, you probably shouldn't be doing this trip. You know, you're not in the right headspace. Um, and like, yeah, there's a lot more to it than just like taking it. But yeah, I think you accidentally get insights to it too. Right? remember like I had, uh, I had like thoughts of before, like all of my insights are kind of usually the same and it's just like, that's just one other example of it. So like my insights that I usually get are just like focus on one thing at a time and like hit flow state in like your work. And then when you're with your friends, be with your friends and with, when you're with your family, be with your family and shit like that. Um, so like pretty much no matter if I'm having a good trip or a bad trip, I find I get that as the answer. So do you have something like that? Like some like, I guess, continuous thing that you learn about or like keep relearning? Uh, I guess just like, yeah, I don't know, like something along the lines of like, just don't like, don't like just block out the noise, you know, like focus on what's important. And it's just like family, like you being held you know like just the standard kind of stuff just comes up it's like this all this other stuff is noise right like when it comes down to it it's like we there's there's going to be a certain stage where we reach when we're older and it's just going to be like yeah this shit doesn't matter and like we're like kind of aware of that now but it's so hard to to get out of at this age i feel like we're always like striving to be ambitious or something we're striving for more but it's like ultimately we deep down i feel like we all know that this is like i don't know like this is it's all noise <laughs> uh, but it's kind of hard to actually like just embrace that or act upon that i guess now i feel like that'll be a lot easier later in life mm-hmm. i don't know something like that but i, I do remember um, that night having a conversation with you about like i forget how it came up but you were like uh you were saying that you wanted to like just like hug people more and be like, do you remember this conversation? Like I, f- I forget how this came up, but it was like how, um, I don't know, like I, I'm not sure exactly the how this came about, but it was just like, yeah, be like closer to people and like tell people how I feel about them. And I think we were, we were both kind of saying that, right? Like we're, mm-hmm. we're kind of like aloof and not like sharing any feelings. And it's just like better to, you know, actually like express how you're feeling to people. Whereas, I don't know. That was a little big lesson. I still still don't really do it, but uh. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the that's the annoying part. Is like you learn this thing and it's super important for you, and then it just fades away. Like yeah, like the application of these lessons, I guess is the is the key, right? So, I guess if you're taking it in like a therapeutic um, setting, then I guess you can work on like applying these more so day to day life instead of it just being like a one off, and then you're supposed to like kind of figure out, okay, how do I like how do I apply this in, yeah. in my life? It's kind of like tricky for us to find, to figure out, I guess, without like guidance maybe. Mm-hmm. And so, so I'm going to be doing peyote in Real de Catorce in like a month's time or a month and a half or something. And yeah, that's kind of one of the things that it's like, I am nervous that it'll start, I'll start freaking out. And so what I've actually been doing is like these like weed gummies, you know, like as I, as I told you, <laughs> And I'll probably do another one today when I get home. Um, but I noticed that when, as soon as I feel something happening to my body, like a panic, it like triggers a panic attack, you know, because it's like, oh, something different is going on, you know, and I guess I have like this Pavlovian response to like anything that pulls me out of my normal, normal realm is just 
devil like i don't know it just fucks me up like it just starts panic like normal realm is in like yeah my normal state of mind and i can feel like my body doing something and it kind of weirds me out and i don't know like it's weird because people smoke weed all day or they drink all the time and they're just always in a different state and like weed is supposed to be this something like super relaxing thing but for me i just find it's like awful yeah 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 i can i can kind of relate to that as well mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, like yeah especially now that i don't like i used to smoke weed a lot but now i don't so now it's like when i yeah when i take in oils or smoke or something it's like i don't feel relaxed it personally doesn't relax me at all mm-hmm. and i can feel that like bit of anxiety but do you is that like why you um stopped drinking to an extent like because that state is uncomfortable of being not uh, no i would say no uh i would say no i was thinking about that because it was like actually yesterday i had a pretty hefty craving for some booze um i heard my dad like walk into the to the room and like i could hear his like beer bottles clanking and i was like oh like i remember that you know like you would just have a beer bottle and you just like swig it back and that like taste of just shitty like one dollar <laughs> leg forts uh you just get fucked up from it but yeah i was thinking about that damn i could go for i could go for that right now but um but no like because i didn't realize i had anxiety until 2019 you know and then when me and you did that lsd trip um and i had a panic attack like i didn't have a name for it right like when we did it we were just like oh like this is a horrible that was horrible you know and that was it like we didn't have words for it so yeah it's kind of like an isolated uh, incident uh, yeah for for a couple months and then then it started intensely um but yeah, what's your what's your travel plans? You want to come to Real de Catorce in uh, one point five months? Kind of, man. Kind of sounds pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah, does sound pretty good. Did you did you look into like flights and stuff? Like how how you'll get there? So yeah, so I guess I did. I was showing you like by accident. We had those uh, like I, I went from Toronto to Monterey or whatever, and there's only one flight per month. But yeah, if you were to get to Mexico, it's like $30 flight from there. Um, so yeah, and there's numerous. So all you would have to do is get to Cancun and then you're good to go. And then what, you're just busing from Monterey? How, how far is it? Do you look it up? Well, no, I'm not. I don't even know. Like even that uh, SLP airport or whatever it is, San Luis Potero or whatever. Um, yeah, that place uh, as well has hella airplanes going in and out of it so uh, yeah but yeah probably from wherever we are we'll probably just take a bus to uh the place a couple but, yeah. hours eh? three hours something like that. i know it's monterey from monterey it's like four hours so yeah. that's the, that's the gp um and then yeah after that i don't know i'm uh so are you nervous to do like uh, a ceremony here like how are you feeling about that yeah yeah i mean yeah, for sure but i think i think when you get there you're like oh wait, wait, wait. like this is a thing that they've been doing for centuries, you know, like this is like built into stuff like you've done a Ted Mescal. Yeah. So like they do weird rituals during the Ted Mescals, but it's good. Like you just know, you're like, yeah, whatever they're doing, I don't understand it, but like it's, it's there for a reason, you know, like, um, like how, like you can't walk in front of the, like the TP before you go into it. And, 
but actually, yeah, tell me about your Ted Mescal because you did one for like a ridiculous amount of time for no reason at some yeah. point. Yeah, huh? yeah. So, um, yeah, that was kind of crazy. Like that was back in 2018, maybe something like that. Yeah, 2018. Um, so I like showed up at the Temescal not knowing what it was like thinking like like my friend had told me we were going to like uh i don't know i was like picturing like a sauna type thing or like mm-hmm. uh some sort of like spa <laughs> not spa but like something along those lines you know more yeah. so than that so went in like after uh after drinking <laughs> didn't eat breakfast like woke up late and didn't eat breakfast and was like pretty dry uh like and then show up at this thing and i was like like what is this <laughs> just seeing these little like huts it was this little hut where they're like uh i don't know probably like 20 people inside i would say mm-hmm. like and it was like really like person to person like no room to spread out or anything so i was like all right that sounds good and they like smudged me with the sage before i went in uh thankfully i like they were selling bottled water. So thankfully I just like bought a, bought like a liter before. Like I, I was just like, all right, like, yeah, let's, let's do that. Have, have a couple sips before I head into this uh, cave. Arched, and uh, yeah, it was wild, man. Like it was really scary. Actually. That was like, yeah. Some of the most, like I like almost like broke down at one point of like just panic full on. Like I was losing my mind at one point. Um, so yeah, basically it's like, like you've done one so you know but it's like mm-hmm. the four i think it's what four right four yeah. four stages or whatever four mm-hmm. four doors or something. four elements kind of thing yeah, it, yeah. yeah um so i remember like the first one i guess they just keep bringing in like there's like the hot rocks in the middle and then they bring in the the bucket of water poured on the rocks like steam like it gets really hot in there uh i'm not sure when the like there's like chanting and uh drumming and stuff i'm not sure when if that was in the first one or maybe the second or something i'm not sure but um yeah like the first one was like oh well that's pretty toasty and then they give you like uh i don't know 10 minute break something like that 15 minutes i don't really recall you get out of it too though or yeah we got out um got out of the tent i think like after it's over there's like uh they kind of go around the room and like people like share their experiences or whatever um which I felt pretty uncomfortable doing. So I didn't, I remember I didn't share like the first time. And then I think the second, the second stage was like even hotter. Um, and then like some people were breaking down, like the one lady was like weeping and people were going over and like hugging her, consoling her, consoling her. Uh, it was like pretty powerful. And I was like, Holy shit. Like I had no idea what this thing was. So that was like completely caught me off guard. Um, but like I survived that one, felt okay. And then like, I think it was the third one. I'm pretty sure it was either the second or third, but the third one, I, uh, it got like super hot and, um, and I like started to panic and, and obviously like I'm in Mexico, um, my Spanish is okay, but it's like in that moment I started to panic, like I couldn't breathe. And then like, I like look over to the, to the uh, like entrance but there's like 30 or not 30 but there's probably like i don't know 10 plus people in my way to get to the entrance i'm like well i'm not just gonna like step over people i can't even see it's so dark in here i'm like i'm like panicking so i'm like grab my friend like yeah i can't, like, I can't breathe <clears throat> and uh and i would have called out to the the person leading it but i couldn't remember in spanish like I, my brain was just like done like shut off and then uh, my friend was just like, all right, like lay down, lay down. So I laid down and it was like substantially better. Oh yeah. Like the oxygen is just like, uh, yeah, evaporates at the top, I guess. So 
yeah, once I laid down, I was like, oh, okay, okay. Like, why did no one tell me this to start? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was like a key part of mine as well is like pretty much they said if you, if it's getting too much, like get close to mother earth, you know? Okay, and then okay. pretty much like as soon as they closed the thing right at the beginning and it was pitch black, I was like, oh, fuck, like it's pitch black in here, you know? <laughs> And then, uh, and then the fires, like the heat started and I just immediately went into panic mode and I was like, okay, like fucking as of like moment one, I'm like face down in the dirt, you know, just like, just covered in it. But, yeah. 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 It's, it's scary, man. Cause it's like, there's not really a way out. Cause like they, they like close, it's like a teepee or something like that. Like not a teepee, but, um, some sort of thing that yeah this little hut that they like close up so it's completely dark it's like i don't even know how to get out if i had to like run mm-hmm. out and there's people in the way it's like it's just not feasible yeah. so and there's a thing in the middle with like burning hot yeah, rocks yeah. <laughs> if i stand up and like fall in like, oh man so yeah that was like i was like pain like my brain was literally just in like scramble mode like i couldn't like put senses together it was just a panic um but then at the end of that i remember like they they opened the thing up at the end and like it was me and like a couple others were like really struggling and they like hosed us off and stuff <laughs> and uh and then the fourth one wasn't it wasn't too bad like the fourth one wasn't as as hot but i remember at the end like when we were kind of going over everything they were saying like oh yeah like uh i know a few of you guys said it was your first time so we didn't have it as hot as normal in here and I was like, man like yeah i would have died if that was any hotter so yeah, that was, uh, was an experience for sure. Yeah. And it was like, I want to say we ended at like 3 or 4 p.m. and started at 10 a.m., something like that. So it was like a, it was a time frame. Like yeah, like, that's a crazy one. Like, I didn't, I think they're the ones I've done. So I've never gotten out between them. Um, oh, so okay. like mine, you're just in, you're in there from like moment one. They open the, they open the thing and like bring some water in and like sp- splash you with water a little bit. But like you're in that hut until the end. Oh. Wow. Um, and I've done and like can, can you like bring your water in and drink it while you're in there? Like you I've kinda... never, no, I've never seen that. Um, I always just leave the water outside, and then they do bring out a thing like a like a bucket, and then they you they like fill a cup with it, and then you pass this cup around to everyone. Nice. Not not the best in COVID times. Be <laughs> like a little sketchy. And the one, the last one I did, this girl had like this vicious cough in there too. And we're just like sitting there like, bro, like this girl has the Rona and she's just, we're sharing water with her and like, <laughs> just like in this super confined space while she just like coughs her lungs out. The smallest area all confined. Yeah. It's not ideal. It's, uh, yeah, it's an experience though. Like that was, uh, that was one of like the crazier things I've done, especially because of like being so unprepared for it, I guess. Like, mm. I don't know. Like it felt really unprepared afterwards. I was just spent. Like I had no energy that, that day. I was like, Oh my God. Just like, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those. It's good. I, think, I recommend that. Yeah. I think as soon as I get back, I'm going to do another one. Like, yeah. I got two more weeks here in Canada. And then after that, it's, yeah, I think week, time, week one is to Mescal. How many have you just done the one or you've done? I've done two? three now. Um, so I did two in the same spot in Playa del Carmen. And then when we were in Oaxaca, we did one at uh, our Airbnb. And that was the hottest one I've seen. Like they just had a hut in the backyard of our Airbnb. <laughs> and like, you just pay this dude like no money. And he comes and does the Ted Mescal for you. And they had seats in it. So it wasn't like you're just sitting on the ground. Yeah. And like, so like they had made 
out of like clay they'd like made these benches that everyone was sitting on so like we're just sitting there you know and like like you said like the closer you get to the ground the easier it is and it's just like not you're just like higher up than normal yeah and yeah the dude beside me he um it was his first one and he's like this big dude and uh it was also neil's girlfriend's first one and so he pretty much attributed that he couldn't leave unless she left like in his brain he's like she's a newbie but she's like from mexico and she's like yeah like no like it's my first one but afterwards she's like yeah but we used to do stuff like this all the time like it was easy for me and like this fucking guy like passed out on me and i'm just like holding him up like so he doesn't fall into the fucking thing it was just like a limp body of like this big dude and um yeah i was just like holding him up and it was like a rough go for him so how and did it, you like how did it resolve at the end you just like threw him on the rocks and yeah no it's like we pushed through and like i i feel the third one is always the hardest actually like the the third one's where it's like building up and then you think the fourth one's going to be the hardest and you can't take any more and then i feel they can sort of sense that every time as well and they're like bro like Pretty we're not going to kill these guys so they just like leave it up to them but i was like I was sitting there like, fuck, like I might die here. And then like this dude like passed out on me. And then the other guy also kind of like, he leaned on me too. So I just had like these two dudes on me. Extra heat. Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, now I have to be strong for for these guys because these guys are no longer conscious, you know? So, um, so I just started singing only time by Enya and that, uh, that got us out of it. No. Uh Who can say, you know that song? I don't think so, no. Uh, bro, it's a famous song, yeah. So we all started singing that, and then um, that got us through it. And, but it was fucking brutal. And I like, actually, they have, um like, you talk about things you're grateful for in the middle of it, too, sometimes. Like, you you open up, things like that. So Yeah, yeah, I guess I kind of left that out. Eh? Like, there was a, like... Like the lady was sharing about her divorce and it was it was kind of like super powerful everyone was going like hugging her and she was crying mm. people were weeping and stuff like it was pretty wild but i don't really remember like i remember like i had to share something but i don't know what i said like if everyone just kind of looked at me like well, what is this guy doing here so it was kind of like odd <laughs> spanish wasn't very good so he just, just hung over <laughs> yeah it's just, it's just, what the fuck's this guy but uh, yeah i think i just was pretty silent through the whole thing Hung yeah, over, bone dry. No, bone no dry, way. man. Yeah, I was just looking for a fork. And, and you only did the one? Just the one, yeah. Never. Uh, I was, I think, going to do one in Oaxaca. We were, we were discussing it, but then like COVID started to hit. So we were like, yeah, I won't do that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would like to do another one for sure. But yeah, if you're ever in Oaxaca, I got like the best Airbnb. Like the Airbnb host, like, sell you mushrooms and they sold us like a bunch of mushrooms and they had the the temescal on the premises and it was just like in the clouds like it was well that was like san jose del pacifico oh, okay, like okay. officially mushroom heaven there eh? yeah and so that's where like i'm not i'm not certain but that's where san marina sabina or whatever maria sabina that's what she apparently yeah apparently i don't know if it's precisely there or it's like in the area but yeah it's in that mm-hmm. they got the big mural of her and uh, all the mushrooms painted on everything what a cool little uh, yeah everything's mushrooms yeah cool little yeah. town it's kind of funny like like the restaurants just have like mushroom coasters and like mushroom. they're just like fully everyone's on board with it like it seems odd to me but it's mm-hmm. like, super cool right? it's way better like you can 
like the the war on drugs i feel really fucked like the mental aspect of a lot of this stuff right like with psychedelics because you're like a little bit sketched out when you're on it versus yeah yeah. if you go to some place where it's like built into the culture it's like not like we do this like you buy you buy mushrooms from your airbnb host and you know they're not like narcs or anything they're not going to be reporting you like oh we know that these guys tomorrow will be on mushrooms you know it's like yeah yeah, they they do know and they're like all right like yeah let us know if you need firewood we'll bring you we'll we'll start fires for you and all that because you guys are going to be useless so yeah no that's a good point though it's like there's always this something in the back of your mind you know because we've got this like um it's like ingrained into us how bad drugs are so it's kind of like always in the back of our mind even when we're just tripping right like it's it's there it's in us mm. even though even if we're not aware of it like how this isn't safe or it's something you know so adds this extra layer where where you're right you go to a place like that and it's just all ages are you know are like open to it and they're just everyone's selling it it's just like an open thing like it's just part of the culture so it's mm. it's completely different completely different vibe in that area yeah and and so if i were to do peyote in uh, real de catorze or when we do peyote in Real de Catorce. Um, it'll be similar, right? Like it's sort of built into the culture there. I think so. I think so. Yeah. From what uh, my friend described to me, it was kind of like, I don't know, like it was kind of just like this deserted area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just like a small town. I'm kind of picturing similar to San Jose, mm-hmm. Pacifico, but maybe even smaller. But actually, I don't know anything about it never been but uh yeah i would assume it's just like kind of part of the culture i'm not sure how it's viewed as like for like foreigners coming in mm. and doing these uh, I, I was looking it up it's actually illegal for foreigners to do it like normal like you can't just show up and do peyote okay um and i think that would be because it's actually like endangered now so I, I would need to look into, is it something that we're allowed to do with a shaman from there, you know? And I think, I think so. I would be down to do like a couple day thing, like mixing in Temescals with peyote and then doing all that stuff, I think would be. Kind of funny. I'm reading like the, I told you that I was reading like the teachings of Don Juan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy is doing like the part I just finished. The guy is uh, just did like I think a five day uh, peyote uh, like ceremony, mm-hmm. um, and they're all like he now he's been looking for like Don Juan talks about this guy named like Mescalito, which is like the peyote god or something. Um, this is like your your person that you will find during this uh, during this like the journey through through peyote so mm. on like the fourth day of this of him uh, like participating in the ceremony he like runs into the woods and he's trying to find this guy and the guy like appears out of a plant uh so he has this like conversation with him it's just it's just wild um uh, but this this <laughs> says in this that the guy gives him like a song that he has to sing in it kind of sounds like it's like in a little like temascal hut Mm-hmm. When, where they're doing it and he said like everyone's been singing the whole time but he had nothing to like sing and he felt like really out of place but then this like mescalito like the the peyote guy gives him his song and then he can like sing it like all naturally and uh i don't know it's pretty funny pretty uh pretty enjoyable book uh but it's like the search for this 
this peyote god, which like he couldn't find it until day four or something like this of mm-hmm. the ceremony of taking and it. And it describes like the first day he took like 14 buttons of peyote. The second day he only took four. Like he like breaks it all down of how much he's taking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. If you're to do this like over a multiple day period, like how that would impact your, your experience. I think. Yeah. So you should try. Um, I'm definitely down. Yeah, I mean, like we're going all that way, so I may as well like make a full week of it and then yeah, see what uh, see what you can bring back. Um, but yeah, that's a. Uh, it's interesting though, like going in search for some specific dude. Did he? So was it the song that he gave them? Was it like um, was it like a traditional song that all like the people were like, how does he know this song? Or was it like a completely new song? Well, he was trying to tell the song to Don Juan. Uh, he was trying to like explain what happened and to tell him the actual song. And Don Juan was like, no, like, you can't share this song with anybody. This is your song. Um, but he said, you can tell in these, in these peyote ceremonies that some people will be singing, but it's like not, uh, it's not like from their being or from their heart. And they can tell it like, they haven't met Mescalito. They're just kind of like making this up. Mm-hmm. But now that like the people that are like singing it, like from their being, these people have like actually encountered the like peyote God, Mescalito, and he has given them this like this song, which shouldn't be shared with anybody. It's just like their own personal, uh, their own personal song. So it's kind of interesting. I thought. Uh, so you don't sing that at the ceremony? Like you didn't bring that back to the ceremony to sing it? I think he did. Yeah, I think he came back and he sang it on day five uh i believe but he also like slept in the dirt all night and uh thought that thought that like something was after him i forget he was like digging uh, a hole so he could like hide from it so he's like oh and then he came back and he was all just like filthy and hadn't eaten in three days or something but uh, it was good good lesson he learned the craziest part in that book is like um he's <laughs> for the one thing they call it the like devil's weed or the devil's lettuce I think it's called devil's devil smoke or devil weed. I forget the term exactly, but he, anyway, he's smoking something and, uh, but he needs to like perform this ritual before he smokes, which is like fine. He has to find two lizards. He has to sew the mouth on one of the lizards. sew the mouth up. The other one, he sews the like eyelids together or something. Mm-hmm. And then he, He's been like brewing up this concoction of something that he rubs all over his body, which which is going to like make him uh, hallucinate. But then his goal is to like ask the lizards the um, some question that he has. He needs to ask the lizard, and the lizard will like guide him through his visions. The lizard is like considered the god, uh, um, and so he lets the lizards free. And it's like whatever direction they run, it, it has a good omen. Like this is a good omen. This is a bad omen for your trip, kind of thing. If it runs to the south, it's like you're gonna have a terrible trip. You shouldn't be doing this. If it runs to the northeast, it's like yeah, you're good, man. Um, so he does this, and he lets the lizards go. And then like the next day, you're supposed to like go and find your lizards. And okay. like apparently, they're just gonna like appear <laughs> before you with their sound about. <laughs> it's wild, man. It's wild. So he does. He does all this. Like this guy believes it all. Um, and has yeah i forget what he got from it but i think the lizard was like talking to him and if the lizard dies it's like you should never do this again kind of thing but 
Well, I feel like the lizard's definitely gonna die. Like, yeah, I was like, like sewed up, and then the other one has its eyes sewed up. Like, it's, it's insane. Like, why are you doing this? But yeah, it's that's a crazy book, man. Yeah, but maybe maybe you should try that. Yeah, like, <laughs> yo, know, I'm down to look into all this stuff. Like, it's all it all comes from somewhere, right? Like, um, have you dipped into that fingerprints of the gods yet? Oh, no, it's uh, quite intimidating to look at. Yeah, I, I feel like that's one of the books. I'm not sure how you're going to like it. I feel it's a book that you're going to like, but I don't know. Um, I didn't like it too much, so I probably shouldn't have recommended it. <laughs> but, like, it talks about the, like, these ancient civilizations that, like, have been forgotten and no one knows about. And so, essentially, it's just this there's all these different traditions and things like that, that they have in South America. And they also have these some similar traditions in Egypt. And, uh, and it's just interesting because they think that it was brought from this, these like tall white dudes who showed up um, because there's these legends and these myths of these guys um, who showed up and helped show them how to farm and things like that from these uh, ancient, um, ancient, like forgotten civilizations. And so, yeah, it's just uh, like a lot of these kind of rituals, like sewing mouth shut on on lizards, you know, you could, they they might mean something, but we just don't know what they mean, you know, mm-hmm. like same with like people who like believe in crystals, um, like the power of different crystals and things like that. I mean, like probably maybe, you know, mm-hmm. there could be something there to it, but. Yeah, it just seemed like there's like no way to prove this scientifically. So we're kind of just like easy to jump on. Like, okay, this is this is nonsense. And it's like yeah, it's yeah. really hard for me to like read about tying a lizard's mouth together and be like, yeah, this this makes sense. Like it sounds so ridiculous, you know? It's just like I can't even like begin to 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 believe this, but there's a reason for it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, probably shouldn't dismiss it that quickly, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I was actually talking with my buddy about this too. Um, Like back in 2019, like the concept of like anti-vaxxer came up. And um, I remember like my initial knee-jerk reaction is just like, they're dumb as fuck, you know, they're (laughs) stupid. But then I remember having this thought, like same with like the flat earth people. I was like, well, I don't know anything about them. I haven't looked into it. I don't know what their evidence is. So like, I really can't have an opinion on it because i just don't know anything you know yeah, yeah and so i think that's like a more helpful way of thinking it's just like yeah like it makes no sense to me how like me sewing these lizards eyes shut are gonna help totally, totally. but but like what i don't know i think back on like my views of psychedelics when i was 20 or something like if someone told me they were gonna do lsd it would have been like what the fuck like, what's wrong with this guy you know mm-hmm. this wasn't even like a so yeah it's like if you don't have any knowledge on this we really shouldn't be like judging these things I don't yeah think it's, it's very easy to just dismiss it without knowing anything about it i guess yeah. yeah there's actually a thing that i keep thinking about quite often um i was at this party and they had these weed brownies at the party you know and um this girl's boyfriend showed up and like we were just cleaning up and there was like some weed cookies or these weed brownies left and she's like hey like uh, by the way there's these brownies still here they're they have weed in them um and they're decently strong so like uh if you want them they're here and he was like between cleaning and he just grabbed one and just shoves the entire thing in his mouth at once then grabs another one and shoves that in his mouth and it was just like no respect for what how like fucking destroyed he could be from this you know and i like can't even fathom that you know i can't even fathom it and um mm-hmm. 
I forget why I even told that story, but uh, yeah, it was like just seeing the levels of fucks this guy didn't give for how mangled he would be, you know, like, I would have had like maybe a quarter of a brownie. Yeah, like, I can't yeah, exactly, exactly. Which yeah. like you hear people doing like a ton of LSD too. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, I can't like, I first need to work my way, you know, like to feel comfortable enough to do that. I would be mm-hmm. very, which yeah, it's just, there's something to it, I guess for sure. Like, but whether it's right or wrong, I'm not sure, but it's, yeah. it's probably something like, yeah. Like, I guess it's just like some, I guess maybe people like that, if they don't have respect for it, they're just going to be fucked up and they're like, oh, like I'm fucked up and they enjoy it, but they probably won't get any lessons from it. You know, like I remember sometimes just being super drunk and like, I'll get like some, some type of message from something. And then I'll just like brush that message off. Cause it means nothing to me, you know? And then like, I think back like years later, I'm like, oh, like I, I knew that I was told that back in the day. So yeah, it could be like that. But then, like, speaking of things that don't have any, like, scientific basis or anything that can be proven, like, meditation was something that for the longest time, you're weird to be meditating, you know? And then you're actually one of the biggest meditators I've ever seen. So tell me about tell me about that. Uh, the retreats, I guess. Yeah. Tell me about the retreats. Why did you want to do them? um what are they and then yeah like what did you what did you personally get out of it like uh when did you do yours 2020 i did mine 2019 2019 so i think i did it 2018 maybe some yeah yeah 2018 i did one in 2018 and one in 2019 um like the 10 day 10 day vipassana retreat uh, we both did it in the same spot. We both went to uh, Montreal, Montebello, Quebec. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. That's something I've always kind of wanted to do. It's always been on my mind of like to be a good, good test. Um, and yeah, I think we both kind of went in uh, without uh, having like practiced much prior. Can I say the same for you or no? So I started meditating regularly, actually, like the day that I quit drinking after we uh, after we were in Ireland. Um, I pretty much meditated on the plane. And then every day since then, I've meditated. Um, well, I missed like four or five days in that in that span. But uh, but yeah, then like so I guess that would be like two years of meditation. But I don't really have any. I never had any like idea what i was doing yeah 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 Yeah. um well i had also done a five day uh five day day prison sentence yeah um which was just some like ad hoc uh meditation retreat that i found online um so i did that i think the year the year before maybe 2017 or something i'm not sure but that was just in toronto so i show up at this at this we'll start with that quickly uh, i just show up at this uh house in toronto um yeah like it was five days i think i paid the first red flag is that you're paying money um it's not not a donation basis so i paid i think like 350 dollars for five days so i go into this room uh sharing it for the first night with a guy who was just finishing up a 15 day retreat, I think at this house. And he was just kind of like, Oh man, like you're going to go crazy here. Like you're 
crazy, man. Like I've been breaking out of the house. I've been like just wandering the streets. You're not mm. supposed to leave. You're not supposed to leave the house. You're supposed to just stay inside. Um, so wait, wait, wait. why is this guy still there? Well, he was like, yeah, it's it's beneficial as well. Like he didn't. He wasn't all. It wasn't all negative. But he's like, yeah, you will, you will go crazy here. Like there's because uh, yeah. So anyway, this this retreat, like basically the the format of the day is you you wake up at 4 30 and you meet with the uh, the leader so it's a man and his wife are running it and they live downstairs and it was me and like after this guy left he finished his retreat the next day it was me and two girls doing this five-day retreat um and so we meet with the with the leader in, in at 4 30 every morning and he kind of like gives us directions he says okay you're gonna alternate uh, a five-minute sitting meditation with a five-minute walking meditation. This is day one. We just do this throughout the whole day. That's it. That's the only set of directions. They they brought us food for breakfast. And they brought us food for lunch. Uh, and then you don't eat in the afternoon. Um, and like previous to that, I had never meditated like for a day in my life. Didn't know anything about it. So I remember like the first night we had to sit there and like uh, say our vows or something. Didn't really know what we were doing. Uh, it was all in Thai. Like they're just speaking i think it was like a recording in thai mm-hmm. and uh i remember sitting with my like my feet like on my knees with my feet bent back and it being like extremely painful because like, i like my muscles are really tight like in my ankles and i was like oh man but i couldn't like move so i was like oh, i'm here meditating i'm gonna, gonna be tough here uh, but i remember that being like extremely uncomfortable and then the next day the only guidance we got was like yeah just sit in silence and like I don't even know if he told us to focus on our breath. I think, yeah, we were, we were doing like the noting practice. So it's like any thought that comes in your mind, you note it. Okay. I'm craving, 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 uh, um, clinging, whatever. You just keep repeating it and you're supposed to be aware of this throughout the day. But it's like, okay, like, so you do this for day one, day two, you wake up at four 30. He tells you, okay, do this sitting meditation for 10 minutes Do walking meditation for 10 minutes. So I'm just like, trudging around my room like doing these circles like mm-hmm. then sitting then doing circles sitting like all day like just absurd except for the lunch break you can't you can't speak to anyone else in the house so these girls are just doing it in their room as well we're just kind of like zombies no eye contact nothing like that um so yeah like anyway get to day five it goes to five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes by day i think four we started talking to each other because like everyone's like, yeah, what, what's going on here? Cause the people that are running it, like would, would wake us up at four 30 and then, but then they leave for the day. Like there's nothing, there's no like supervision or anything. It's just like, we're just kind of there and we don't really know what we're doing. Like there's mm-hmm. like no real option to like ask questions. You'd be like, yeah, what, like, what is this? Like, we don't know. So day four, we started like kind of talking a little bit, like kind of joking around, like how we're just watching the squirrels outside. It's like, you're just cooped up in like this, top floor of a house basically um yeah i don't know man it was crazy and then like day five it's uh yeah you're just like so ready to be out of that thing i was so so ready to be out of that house after five days mm-hmm. um so anyway that was my first experience with the uh, meditation retreats um yeah it was, it was kind of horrible and then i was like all right so i should do an official one like my my buddy noah who you've met he uh, had has been doing the uh the 10 day vipassana retreats actually interrupting here noah when we had that horrible when we had that 
well, when I had that horrible LSD trip in 2018, he had sent you like a voice note that day saying like, Hey, by the way, like, just want to let you know, like, I appreciate you, bro. And like, he was telling you a little bit about his day or something. And he's like, Hey man, like, but by the way, like you're a great guy. And uh, like, I'm thankful to have you in my life. And I think that might've actually triggered, I, I don't have any recollection of this uh, conversation that you're saying that we talked about, like hugging other people more, but yeah, I do recall him being super kind and you're talking uh talking about how good of a dude he was and how you wanted to be more like him because like he does seem to offer that um like yeah offer that authenticity and like gratitude towards like actually sharing how he feels about people which is important right no that's exactly right yeah i think that was the initial we were just kind of like wow that's like because especially when you're when you're on a substance it just brings like the authenticity to the forefront i feel like you can like mm-hmm. see that uh, instead of we're just like yeah i don't know we never say this stuff we never like it was it was so it was super refreshing whereas like when i think after that trip we were like yeah this is like we were saying it to each other like yeah this was awesome to like actually spend this time and, and have this conversation mm-hmm. but we don't normally like we would never really like voice that to each other um, yeah and so even far. and even too like holly who I lived with at the time, she left for the day and told her family, like, by the way, don't go over there. They're, they're doing some stuff, you know, like they, uh, they're not like, don't go talk to them. And then like, we were just talking about like how grateful we were for her because like, you know, like what a good person, like, you know, like she, this is her house. She owns it. And she like just agreed to go stay with her parents for the day while we do this thing um, that she doesn't fully understand but she's just like a good human being, you know? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. Like to, to offer that space and just be like, I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but like, cool. Yeah. Uh, and, no. and also like they have all the propaganda. It's like, Oh, like, you know, he's gonna, they're going to fucking like jump through the window, yeah. da, 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 you know, like to still trust us, like with that, without understanding it and being like, no, like good, like go ahead. Yeah, no, this absolutely. Has, absolutely. This is yours. You know, and we were just so grateful for that at the time. And it was like, damn, like, totally totally yeah yeah um but yeah anyway so noah um had told me to do this the meditation retreat the 10 day uh, so signed up went to montebello um and yeah like as you know the what is the daily let me let me pull this up our our daily routine so 4 a.m wake up 4 a.m 4 a.m wake up um 4 30 to 6 30 meditation either in the hall or in your room breakfast breakfast from 6 30 to 8 uh group meditation for an hour no group meditation or meditation for the next three hours an hour <laughs> lunch break uh you get a rest period for an hour that's pretty key and then yeah like the afternoon is basically just like more more meditation more sittings and no dinner like you have a break for you get fruit uh an apple and apple oranges and bananas at at dinner time. Uh, So actually, yeah. So if, if it is your first, uh, if you pass in a course, you can eat fruit for dinner. Um, If it is, if you are a returning student, then you you can only drink tea. Um, So yeah. So your last meal for returning students, your last meal is at one, like you'll finish eating by like 1231 o'clock and then you're done till the next morning Mm -hmm. at 630. But yeah, the food's awesome. It was really good. Um, I enjoyed those meals a lot. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Like, it's 
it kind of kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing about it is, I think yes, yeah, so I got into these meditation retreats when I was in Thailand. Uh, Fergal said that he did his, and it changed his whole life, and he like was able to be so productive for like six months afterwards, you know, and he like, he had sorted out every single thing of his life. And um, yeah, gave him this opportunity to essentially, like, yeah, sort out everything and then knew exactly where he was headed. And then I'm someone who has a lot of, uh, like, a lot of doubt about the direction that my life is heading, you know. And so then my plan going in was, I'm going to sort all of my shit out, you know, I'm going to know exactly what I want to do. Um, and then I also heard that like day seven, you just like start teleporting, like you just sit down and then like a whole hour just goes by immediately, you know? And then I was waiting for day seven the whole time. <laughs> Cause I'm like, bro, this is fucking brutal. This sucks. Like it's, this is the hardest thing in my life um those discourses are fantastic but like you're just sitting there the whole time like holy fuck man like this is this is tough this is hard um and then yeah like it never day seven was difficult day eight was difficult day nine ten and then like there's a secret day 11 that they don't tell you about too like fucking yeah like yeah it's a 10-day meditation retreat but like day zero starts at like 6 p.m. or something so then you have three like a full meditation for at least an hour and then like a discourse and then like another little meditation and then you're up at 4 a.m you know and then like day 11 you still have to wake up at 4 a.m and i remember like sleeping and i was like i did it like oh like i'm stretching and then like i'm sitting there and then the guy comes to my room he's like yo like we did the attendance and you're not in the hall and i was like of course i'm not in the hall like I'm done. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. Like, you're not done yet, bro. <laughs> then we had like the 4 a.m. meditation. And then I think I forget what it was. And then like it's a break, then another final meditation. And then like at 9 a.m. you're able to start leaving. But then like that's like you still have like yeah. five hours of yeah, like yeah. mandatory stuff that you have to do. Right. Yeah, it ends up being like close to eleven days, mm -hmm. which which my first one, I, I'd forgotten all about that, but uh I had like mentally prepared for leaving on the 10th morning. Uh, so I was like counting, checking off all the day. Like it's really hard. So like every day you finish, you're like, oh yeah, I think I did it. I think we got to another day. And then I remember that 10th morning being like, I think it might've been the ninth. Yeah, no, no, no. It was the 10th morning. I, I got up and uh, I was like super pumped. And I was very confused that like there was no direction. Like no one had told us like we're going home tomorrow. I, like I didn't know like the time or anything, right? So I remember like going to the the breakfast and it said like there was a little sign saying like today's your last day. I was like, okay, like time, like it's already like 6:30. Like you think that we'd be like kind of cleaning up and shit. And then like yeah. I don't know. I don't know where it like dawned on me at one point that like today isn't the last day. And I was like, bro, what the fuck? Like, I thought I was going home today. And like, and I started to like create all these reasons. Like I got, I got, I got to do this. Like I, I, I like 
told people I'd be home today. Like I gotta do this. And I was like, man, I should just leave. And I remember like, we're not, we don't talk for the full 10 days. And I remember like uh, going up to the one guy in my room that I shared with, and I was like, bro, like we're, we're leaving today. Right. And he was just like, no, like tomorrow. <laughs> and, I, and it just like shattered me. Like, I was just like, what, like, what is going on? Like, I need to be out of here. <laughs> um, and I actually considered the being like, I'm done with it. Like this, like I did my, this is daytime. Like yeah. just get me, give me my car keys. Like let's get the hell out of here. But I was like, all right, like let's just stay with it. Like it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like the ultimate test of the 10 days. Of just being yeah, okay. it's like a final like, just, test. So it was, uh, but that was, that was a bad feeling, man. That was mm-hmm. a really bad feeling. Uh, I, it's crazy too. Cause like you don't really, you're actually failing at everything. You just spent all that time. Yeah cultivating you know because you sit there and like on day 11 you're sitting there like all right like when can i get the fuck out of here and like use my phone and when like i gotta go bro like i i want to go talk to people and call my mom you know Um, and so you're sitting there the whole time in craving to leave yeah, yeah, 100%, man, 100%. And then, and then when you entered into society again, like both times, what was it like doing that? Like, yeah, that was crazy. Um, the first time, because you get up, you, you do your meditations, like you said. I think you get out of there around like, it's still pretty early. I want to say like 9 a.m., something like that. Um, and you've been wearing the same clothes like throughout the week. You only bring like a limited amount of clothes. So I just had on like pajama pants and my sweater. Uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to go drive home. And then, um, but I need to like get on a ferry to cross this water and you need to pay the ferry. And I had no cash. I'd given my cash as the, uh, the, uh, the um, donation donation. Yeah. So I didn't have any cash in my wallet and I was like, ah, so I like was looking around like it's all French too. Um, so I like went into like a restaurant or something i was just like driving around like the little area in front of the ferry being like who's like who's open where can i go so i got like ended up like there was an atm in a restaurant uh, that i got money out got on the ferry and then got across and after that it was like this is nice i think i called you at that point yeah like oh i thought you were just staying staying there permanently yeah like yeah because i you told me the date you were at and i was like sending you texts like hey like i love that (laughs) you know like and then it was just never delivering and I was like, huh, like, I wonder what happened to him. Like, maybe yeah. he won't come back, you know? Sits in there. For, no. But I do remember both times being like, um, feeling like super uh, calm or feeling super like um, in the present moment, which is uh, kind of, I feel kind of stupid saying that, but it feels like, like as an example, I usually will always listen to podcasts in the car. Like every single time I'm driving, I'm going to listen to a podcast. And I remember like getting out of there and just driving home. Like I, I talked to you for a bit and I think I called uh, my mom or something too, but uh, for like a good chunk of that drive, I was just driving in silence. It's like, wow, this is nice. You know, it's just like, so like at peace with, um, with just like being there, you know, it was so mm-hmm. like, it was such a like lowering of my energy lowering of like this like vibration of energy that i always have to just like calm um which didn't last obviously didn't last but it's like temporarily it was super uh yeah it was like super super nice um and then slowly day after day you kind of like lose it a bit and lose it a bit but i do think it's like it really like um hammers home that number one like that work ethic to to actually finish the course is like 
that's impressive realistically like that's very impressive to do 10 days of that mm-hmm. for anybody anybody who does it it's like yeah good job like that's it that takes some willpower you can easily walk away at any point i know a lot of people who have walked away actually like uh, like most of the people when i mentioned the 10 day like yeah i did that too and i was like they're like how long did you make it and i'm like to the end <laughs> Duh, they're like, oh like i left on day five or day four you know <laughs> but i think that it also depends on how they frame it right so like they like fergal was saying when he did his like over half the people were gone by the end of it and same with uh this jason dude who i actually met um i used to work with him here he said he left because it was difficult and um he said that most people were leaving but then ours i remember mine they're like by the way like if you start you don't leave like you're here because like it'll fuck you up if you leave halfway through because you've only got half of the training so you don't know how to actually meditate yet and it's gonna like ruin your whole life you know and like (laughs) like that i was like oh fuck like it's serious like i'm you know and it's like i'm sitting there when i first roll up thinking okay if i i can leave now or i don't leave and those are the only two options there's no leaving on day five it's just like i have to decide right now like i drove eight hours to be here I fucking like put my entire business on hold. Like I either yeah. do this right now or I go home and like, and that's it. Like there's no, well, once I start, I'm not stopping. Right. right, right um, right. And I think so th- having that mindset going into it helped me versus like other people who kind of like, they're like, yeah, it's 10 days, you know? And then they don't, they see everyone else leaving as well. They're yeah. like in the yeah. hall, they're like, Oh, like people are leaving, you know? And you're like, but ours, most people stayed, you know, there was only the one dude I met. Um, he was talking to me beforehand and on day like nine or 10 or something, he sat down beside me and he's like, is this working for you? And I was like, bro, like we got one more day left. Like, don't fucking talk to me. Like we can talk in a day, you know? And I just said like, yeah, like let's talk tomorrow, you know? And that was like the only words I spoke to him. But he, he said afterwards, he's like, yeah, like I was, uh, I was like, in there looking for my car keys and they like convinced me to uh to not to just stay you know like it's one more day you know but uh but he also like i had i sort of had cheat codes via you you know because you said like hey yeah like when you show up request a wall you know and uh you and um uh, noah both both you guys like we went over dinner beforehand you're like yo you're just a monk for 10 days just treat it like that like it's a time to get away from it all and then, yeah, I knew I was like, yo, like I, when I meditate every single day, I always sit with my back against my bed and they're like, oh, if like, that's, if that would be easier for you, then like, yeah, specify that you want a wall, right. you know? And so I did that. And then that made probably way easier. Cause I just like had a wall to lean on versus like this dude who just showed up, he was doing it because his friend who's a girl was doing it as well. And I think he was like trying to smash or something. I'm not sure. Um, but he wasn't really doing this for any reason and it's like out of all the things that i've done in my life that it could be considered difficult that's this is the most like hands down i've never done anything harder yeah yeah i think so i think so but yeah it's like but then for him to stay there the whole time even though he didn't have any reason to be there you know it's kind of like i guess it is because they frame it so good at the beginning that bro like if you're here you're here you're, you're, yeah you're, you're you're here and you're like you're you might as well right like you're you're there to learn something like why 
why run away? I guess it feels like, yeah, if I'm starting and I'm going to finish, but I guess there are other reasons too. Like the yeah. one, I'm not sure if it was my first or second, but I was like really cramping up. Like my muscles were all cramping and like, you're just sitting in such like, even that for me, like the, the physical toll it takes on your body is maybe mm-hmm. even as hard, if not harder than the mental toll. It's like your yeah. body is just like back's kind of sore. You're like, I don't know my muscle, like my hamstrings, my calves were all like tightening up because you're sitting for prolonged periods. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, that definitely took a toll. Like you like the second time I made sure to like every chance I got to go walk around and just like keep the blood moving. Cause the first time I was kind of just sitting and being like, okay, I'll just sit here for whatever. Like it's no problem. And then day four, you're like, Oh my, my calf seizing up. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it probably happened with your body unmoving. For yeah, four exactly. days. So yeah, the physical toll is no joke for sure. Like that's, mm-hmm. And, and dealing with the pain isn't too bad, but it's like you sit there and you're like, I can feel my knee exploding. And I don't like, I know it hurts and that's deal with the bull, but like, am I fucking myself up permanently yeah. just sitting here not moving? Cause yeah, like after day three or day four or whatever, it's like, all right, like the whole time, like if you feel uncomfortable, move your legs, like shake it out, you know? And then day four or day five, they're like, okay, so if you feel any discomfort, go into it do not move for the entire hour and you're like oh fuck like, your brain instantly goes into like oh no like this might be bad like yeah. oh, like what's gonna happen now oh, my foot i'm feeling something you're just like it plays tricks on you like this is much worse than it actually is it's, yeah exactly I, I do remember on day like eight or something like that i asked the dude um like the instructor which makes this way better than what you were doing where uh, like the first one where there's no instruction like this yeah. one's like there's an hour here where you can go actually talk right. to the teacher and they can give you like some some insights and things like that you know um plus SN Goenka is sitting there speaking to you the whole time as well at, at night and yeah. things um but then yeah like I, I went to ask him I was like yo man like I am fucked can I get a chair like I already have the wall but like can I get a chair as well and he's like uh pretty much told me some weird story and then the moral of the story was I couldn't have a chair and uh so I went back and then like that having to deal with the pain it actually like made me super present I remember like for one or two hours of meditation after like i think the next day i went back to him i was like yeah thank you for not giving me that chair because uh it really helped with my practice and then that went away and then i got back to anger and and pain and like miserable again yeah yeah it's 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 interesting how it just kind of comes in waves though right like you'll have some days that are amazing you'll be like oh yeah i'm really getting it and then the next day it's just like man i can't concentrate i'm all fidgety like it's it's just but it's it's never ending like throughout the practice afterwards you're gonna be like oh some days it'll be good some days it'll be horrible it's just a matter of like showing up doing it putting in the time like you know like it's if you just give up when it gets hard it's like you're never you're not gonna keep doing it realistically so mm-hmm. The, uh, my buddy Boston actually, he's, uh, he just took over my lease in, in Mexico. So he's like, we'll be seeing him more. Like I never really met him too much, but he was, uh, he just went and did, uh, ayahuasca in Peru for 10 days, but he wow. said that he was looking to do, um, another Vipassana and I guess he's done three or four of them already. And he's like, yeah, like I'm looking for some guidance in my life. So I wanted to do like another Vipassana. And he was saying, he's like, yeah, it's great when you get out of there because you're, your discipline is just next level like you're just so good and like one of the things about it is it's interesting because i haven't been able to turn this into um like 
anything in the real world at all. But like you, when like Essen Goenka saying like work diligently, diligently, uh, consistently or whatever ardently, he says. Ardently, persistently. Ardently, yeah. <laughs> ardently and persistently. <laughs> <laughs> but when he's saying that you're just like all right you know and then you actually do it's weird because it's like this is the work but you're just sitting there you're just doing nothing you know like but somehow you know what he's talking about like you're you're working but then in life i guess it's different because you don't really have any there's no real goals to attain or any like guarantee that these goals will work out so like when I'm sitting there and I'm doing something and my brain is like, bro, like, why are you doing this? Like, it's not going to pay off for you. Like it, uh, it might not work versus this dude who got his lessons from Buddha who says, yeah, like if you do this, it'll work. It just takes some, it takes some hard work. Um, and then you just have to like surrender and trust in that. But it's been hard in terms of real life to work ardently and persistently and diligently um, because I don't know if that's the thing to do, like, am I doing the right thing or am I doing the wrong thing? Right. Yeah, no, totally. Are you doing this and it's all for naught or just a waste of time? But yeah, ultimately I think it's just like you're building these good habits, right? Like if nothing else, you're building good work habits, which mm -hmm. will serve you later, even if you are doing the wrong thing, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And um, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately as well is someone said like, um, it's like, the only regret they would have is that they didn't discover something sooner. And so it's like, if you could go back and change your life, the only thing ideally that you would want to do is like, yeah, like have all the same shit happen just faster, you know? So like you just work harder and you just reach a point first, you know, and then you can move on from there and figure out, cause it's going to happen anyway. It's either going to work out or it's not going to work out. And then so finding out if it's going to work out or not faster is kind of key, you know? Um, and like an example would be my attempt at building an anxiety related coaching program for the last year. Like I built this thing in like two weeks, this video course. And then I tried selling it, tried doing running ads for it, sold a couple, then bought coaching and then was told to become a coach and then I spent the last like eight months working on being a coach, selling these anxiety things um, like anxiety related coaching. And then I realized that I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to sell anything at all. Like if I was going to help people, I don't want to do it for money. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I started my little, uh, my little philosophy workshop, you know, my, my philosophy club. And um, it's interesting. Cause I'm like, damn, like if I had, I actually probably got through that pretty fast, you know, like it took a year of my life, but now I know for sure, you know, and now I don't have to ex go down that road again, which is pretty cool. Um, but it's like, damn, like if I could have figured that out in three months, you know, is it, was it possible? But I think it, it takes, some of these things take time to brew. Right. Right. So maybe you're just at like a different stage ready to ready to accept that or something now or like able to understand that now or you know, yeah exactly like you kind of like i had to go through the aspect of trying even though i didn't want to do any like one-on-one -on -one coaching or anything like that and i was ardent in that but then i heard from so many people it's like oh if you want this to work it's got to be a one-on-one -on -one coaching thing like you can't make it work as like a video pro program you know <laughs> and like if some if one person told me that i, I ignored it but then I heard it from like four or five people that I respect. So I was like, all right, like, okay. 
Um, and so, yeah, like I had to pay the coaches to tell me this and I had to try it before I knew, you know, um, there's, there's other things like that too, like certain lessons that you learn that you won't learn unless you go through them, you know, like, like your parents can kind of tell you everything, you know, they can give you the secret you to, to the universe, but you have to yeah. find out on your own. Matter, matter. Yeah, you have to go through this. It's like parents telling me to like buy good shoes all my life. It's like nah, I'm just gonna buy like these nice looking like skateboard shoes, and then now oh my feet are destroyed. So now I'm like <laughs> super okay. I'll buy great shoes and like really take care of my feet. But uh, I'm not gonna learn that unless I go through it. I'm just scoff at like this advice before. So, <laughs> um, one of the things you mentioned earlier. I want to go on to uh, some books before we, uh, before we close out here. Um, you mentioned something about like making it somewhere before you before you realize the truth or something. I don't know. It was uh, early on in the conversation, but it reminded me of our boy Siddhartha and how he had to, um, he was with the Samanas. He ended up um, leaving and being a, a gambler and a drug addict and things like that with uh, Kamala. And then he ended up just going and watching the river and he got all of his answers from the river. Um, so I guess it's like, what do you take from the book Siddhartha by Erman Hess? Are there any lessons? That's a great one. Um, yeah, I guess just that, right? Like it's similar to what we've been what we've been talking about i guess right like you, you've got to go through this yourself like he's i think throughout that book he's like searching for the what is it like the old venerable one or something like he's searching for that the guy that he can actually like respect um or the guy that he's actually going to get something from these teachings and then reached a point where like these teachings were doing nothing for him so he kind of like left this left this life behind became wealthy became a, a drinker he's you know like had a kid and then reached that point in his life where it's like okay this is not fulfilling despite having all the riches despite being um i guess respected having like this nice home and, and everything like this isn't fulfilling leaving that all going to sit by the river it's like if he tried to do this when he was 18 or whatever, would he have gotten the same lesson from this? Probably not, right? Like, I think he has to go through these uh, these other steps to, to get there. I guess that would be my main my main takeaway from that uh, book. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as well, he even like runs into Buddha and then he's like talking to Buddha for a bit. And then he's like, oh, like, who did you learn from? He's like, oh, I just did it myself. You know, he's like, well, I'm not going to follow you then. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah. you did it your way. Um, and then, yeah, that's something that uh, they also talk about in the meditation retreat. It's like the Buddha, he did the work and he got the, he got like a ticket to enlightenment, but for one, you know, like the work that he did only unlocked enlightenment for him. And that's right. it. Which, which I like a lot about this, uh, like Buddhism in general is how it's stressed on like, um, like he's not a special being. He, he like worked his way to this state, right? He wasn't born the, he wasn't born this enlightened being. It's like, yeah, he's, he actually like lived a privileged life until, uh, 
however old he was and then like kind of like went on to this path so it's like yeah i don't know like it to me it's like a lot more there's a lot more value in it to be like okay you can work your way towards something right like um personally i don't uh I'm, i kind of like i don't like the word enlightenment i kind of like don't when i hear this it's just like okay, like it's not not attainable for uh, but it doesn't need to be that it's just like you can keep improving your life through these methods like that's kind of how i view it and it's like yeah it's not like he was born this way he worked his way into this so i think that's there's like tremendous value even in the like the journey itself i guess mm-hmm. the final goal um yeah so it's like the yeah it's like it's crazy so i'm going back through uh my journals from back in the day um so so i started writing again in 2019 after my my shit all got stolen and um yeah it's interesting i like every month i have this fucking like insight like it's it's do the work for the work's sake you know and it's like, what's your purpose? You know, this is your purpose. And I always just had the same thoughts over and over and over again. It's like, oh, like all of the answers you could have known, you already have known them this whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things I keep relearning is just don't do the work for any sake other than the work itself. Like, uh, like the Bhagavad Gita says, like, just you don't have a right to the fruit of your labor. You just have a right to your labor. And that's it. Um, and like, I've been hearing this numerous times throughout the years and I keep remembering it. And it's like, Oh, like this is, this is the answer. And then I forget it. And then I try to find a shortcut and it's like, wait, wait. Yeah. and then I just fuck it up. I fuck it up. You know? Um, and actually like this book, uh, war of art, um, which, you know, and love, uh, I actually have been thinking about that a lot lately. And it's like, Oh yeah. Like I'm the most productive when I read that book because he just talks constantly in that book about, just be a professional, just show up and do the work. And like, if you're, if you're motivated, that's cool. But like, we don't, we don't rely on that. We're relying on just showing up. Right, right, right. right. Motivation uh, comes and goes. So we can't rely on that. I don't think. Mm -hmm. And then um, Zen in the art of motorcycle maintenance. That's a, that's a high up on my list. uh, Do you have some good, uh, I've never read it. Do you have any, insights into that one uh, uh no it's terrible uh that is the uh by far the worst book i've ever, <laughs> ever read um. it, it's interesting because like yeah it's so highly renowned you know mm-hmm. yeah it's uh yeah some people love it i don't know i was recommended it by like i don't know i, did, I just remember this being in hostels probably like three or four different people were like I don't know how this came up. It's like, oh yeah, you got to read this book. And then one day I was like, oh, and here's this book. I can't, this is going to be awesome. And it was just abysmal. Like it was so bad. Such a, like a long, tedious, like just nothing of value that I didn't get from it. I was also pretty young when I was reading it. So there's possibly like, if I read this now, I would get a lot more from it, but I don't think so. Imagine you spent like 10 years talking shit on this book just to be like, actually, this book's amazing. It's so profound. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe it's awesome. Uh, But no, it's not. I did did attempt to read it in like, yeah, I want to say like 2015 on your recommendation of how horrible it was. And I remember like reading the first beginning of it and the guy like said something kind of racist at the very beginning, like that didn't need to be said. And I was like, oh, I, yeah i'm gonna pass on this book, this book you know book doesn't need to be read yeah. yeah exactly so yeah it's pretty shit um 
Yeah, I guess. Uh, what what did I want to cover? What did we cover? We covered a lot of psychedelics, which is always nice. Um, have you ever read any Stoicism? Mm, outside of like meditations, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm actually reading uh, Epictetus' Discourses right now. And I was going to send you a picture of it yesterday, but it was like, there's a part in there where he's talking about craving and aversion and like why this is the only thing that drives us and things like that. And I was like, Oh, look, like, yeah, there it is. Like they've all known the whole time exactly the answer. So, um, yeah, so it's pretty much similar to what we already know. Did I read that? I might've read that. I don't know. Not sure. Yeah. I can't recall that if I did, but I'm really terrible with like names and stuff too. Like I don't remember anything I've read. So it goes. I'm glad you're not asking me for like book recommendations because it goes like Atomic Habits because it's the only one I can remember right now that I, that I like. That's uh, actually, I just got a text message um, before we started today that that book is actually free on Spotify if you want to listen to it on audio. So, Maybe. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's a great book. Have you read um, Slate Edge? Yeah, yeah, that's a great one too. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's a great. Oh, one. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, so no, this is the thing. I I read Slight Edge and I was telling you about it, and you're like, "Is this a joke?" Like, I recommend this <laughs> to every single person, you know. And yeah, those are the two Atomic Habits and the Slight Edge. I forgot about Slight Edge actually. That's a great yeah. one. Yeah, uh, I like that book a lot. I have mine in Mexico, so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna re- reread it once I get there. But yeah, it's um, it's fantastic. I think that'd be a good one to read in Spanish too, because it's like fairly basic, right? That book. Yeah. Um, if yeah. I'm recalling correctly, like the, I feel like the concept there is super basic. It's just like drills in your head that like, do a yeah, little exactly. shit. like that's it. you yeah. basically don't need to read that book. You just need to know, like do a little bit more each day. If you, if you don't do it, you're going to get a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. If you do something, you're going to get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Compound interest over time. You're going to get a lot better. That's the whole concept of the book, but it's a nice one. Yeah. I like that book a lot. Yeah. I would group that war of art, atomic habits, compound effect, all of those in the same thing. It, but like the value comes from you reading it and reminding yeah. yourself of that. And then you have that in your brain every day, you know? So like you just read one of those books for 10 minutes per day. And then in your mind, you're like, okay, this is like, 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 I guess an example when I was reading Slate Edge and I just had this mantra in my head and it's like easy to do, easy not to do. And like, yeah. Every day when I was choosing between taking the elevators in my apartment building or the stairs, I just had that thought in my head and I just took the stairs every day for like eight months, eight months. I took the stairs every day. And then I was like, what, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what, <laughs> like, why do I keep taking these stairs? Like there's a perfectly good elevator right there. And then I just gave up entirely. Like I never used the stairs again. Um, <laughs> but it, it's funny. Like, it's funny that you say that because it's everything like you read those books, you you get these lessons from it. But if you're not like continuously drilling this this point into your head, you'll eventually backslide into yeah, not exactly. doing it, right? Like it's guaranteed. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a really good, really good example, actually. Yeah, I keep reading them. And I guess um, final thing, your habits that you do every day. I know you have like a ridiculous uh, routine. Um, what is it? Mine, mine have fallen off quite a bit recently. So I used to I like I used to meditate, do Wim Hof, and I read for 15 minutes and then I'd read Spanish for 15 minutes. And then I had like my intentions that I would write out and then my uh, 
my great gratitude thing, write things that I was grateful for. Um, and then I would plan my day out and then I would like begin my day. Um, and then since then I've now got it down to, I read for 15 minutes and I meditate and that's it. Um, and like, I stopped making my bed and I, like I stopped doing everything else, you know, like, um, and it all went away pretty quickly, like with no problem. So I kind of wonder like, what's the purpose of doing all those for starters, but yeah, then, uh, I guess what is the stuff that you do every day that, um, cause you have like a really regimented life, I believe. Yeah, which I've been like also trying to address a little bit because I think it's too regimented. Um, so I've been trying to be like a little bit more flexible and like not being because I could feel myself like not doing a certain task and being like irritated by this. So I'm really trying to be like, okay, if I miss a day, it's fine. Just don't don't miss two days. But uh, which is I think is in the slight edge as well. Like don't miss two days. Um, but yeah, like I'm trying to be a lot more flexible because that can can get a bit. Uh, a bit too much at times, but anyway, yeah. So my, my current daily tasks I've got. Uh, so the ones I try to do are Chinese every day. So I'll do Chinese for like 15 to 20 minutes every day. I have like these workbooks that I work through or I'll just reread my notes or anything or listen. I have a podcast as well that I listen to one of those things for 15 minutes stretching. I combine stretching and a Spanish podcast at the same time usually happens for like 15 20 minutes i like that um for the past like month and a half i have really like tight hamstrings and tight muscles so i've been doing um i think I've, i sent you that guy before like athlean x is the youtube channel so it's uh i think it was like fix your tight hamstrings in 21 days something like that so it's like a, a steady like seven days you do oh did you buy, buy a course from him no or? i didn't buy it it's just the free uh free youtube Okay. Uh, video so uh, i've just been rotating that for about a month and a half two months now he also has a, a full channel in spanish as well by the way so like all of, all of his shit all of these videos they're also dubbed in spanish if you want to use that interesting as very interesting okay hmm. yeah um so yeah i've been doing that uh, which has been like super beneficial to my hamstrings because i like didn't really know how to stretch them i guess mm-hmm. So I'd always like stretch them and then overdo it and then like mess up my foot or something. So I've like been just slow and steady doing that. Um, so that's part of my morning routine as well. What else do we got to go in here? Cold shower. Yeah. We'll get that going. The meditation. <laughs> I've been kind of shifting now to just doing an hour of meditation in the morning. Mm-hmm. Some days I'll, I want to do an hour total throughout the day. Some days I do like 30, 30 or 40, 20, something like that. So I've uh, been trying to just get it done in the morning because at night I get super lazy. Um, yeah, I think that's about it, man. Oh, and uh, chess puzzles I try to do for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but I'm kind of lazy on that one. So, yeah. don't do that. Really so I've switched to three-minute chess games. And it's yeah, how's it going? So I'm, I'm like plus a thousand in three-minute chess. Yes. Um, and so I've actually decided to block that from nine to five on my computer. Oh, nice, nice. Like you sit there and you're like, oh, it's just three minutes, you know, like three minute games. I can get a three minute game out the way pretty easily, you know. Yeah. Like before it was like a 10 minute game, and then I would play two 10 minute games, and then like your whole day is gone because it's 10, yeah. minutes, <laughs> like 10 minutes on each side. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 40 minutes right there. Yeah, exactly. So um you do it. 
you fall into that pretty quickly and you're fucked. And then I just switched to these three minute games and I've been doing three minute games for a couple months now. And it's, um, it's fantastic. But then that also turns into, Hey, like, it's just a quick three minute game. Like if I have like one part of my brain doesn't want to solve this problem in my life, I can just open a new tab yeah, and play chat. 100%, 100%. Um, so then that got problematic. So I had to turn off the, I had to block my call. Good call. I can spy real quickly. Like you win one. Oh, I win. I'll keep playing. I lose. Oh, maybe I'll play till I win. Yeah, I, like le- a- I legit go on these runs where I like win five games in a row against good people. And then I lose five games in a row. Yeah, and yeah. like, I don't, there's no in between. It's just like, I go on a run and then I go on a loss run. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah but I, I stopped doing all like, quick games well i'm trying anyway like occasionally i'll play a five but it's like i don't like this i don't feel like it makes me better at all i feel like it makes me worse so i just kind of like stop that yeah so i feel like i can't like think through any any issue and i'm not good thinking quickly anyway like i'm not a quick thinker so it's like i don't know i feel like i'm just kind of like rushing and like i'm not like thinking oh what would actually be a good move here i'm just like mm. and then it just gets me in these bad habits so i don't know I, i'm not doing those but. yeah i guess it's right i did this one recently where i moved my piece somewhere and i was like oh now he's fucking dead and then i looked and he was actually covered by something so and that's like most of the time i move and then i look i'm like oh he could be in danger but then it was like oh like he's in danger but he's gonna kill whatever is gonna kill him too so it's like a trade um and that's just mostly due to luck you know like or maybe it's maybe it's like intuition because like i play these three minute games and i'm just like part of me knows but like consciously i don't know but yeah like i've done mistakes in these three minute games there's something to like uh playing a lot of something right and it just like gets ingrained into your brain like i'm sure there's a lot of value in like just recognizing the patterns quicker every time you're you're playing these so Mm. i don't know there's probably pros and cons to quick games but i'm gonna just try not to play them because yeah that's kind of the last part of my habits list and i've been actually that's the one if i if i don't do them it's that that is definitely the one Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah yeah i found um Like I've now started, like I used to, and this is something as well. I used to have like this, uh, this, like, well, I still have it. It's like a spreadsheet where I put like ones and zeros on everything that I do do. And it changes the colors to green or red. And um, I notice I'll have like enough days in a row of something being zero. And then I'll just delete it from the thing. I'm like, yeah, like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, like, so like Wim Hof, for example, I, yeah, like that's, at a certain point I was doing it every single day, like first thing after meditation. But then when I started jujitsu, then it's like, I'm waking up at six in the morning and I meditate for 20 minutes and then I have to like get ready in 10 minutes and leave to go to jujitsu. And then, so then I made the the rule in my head, like on jujitsu days, you don't need to do Wim Hof because you don't have time to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then that kind of made it so that on every day you don't do Wim Hof. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah stuff like it's crazy man it just it's so slippery it's so <laughs> slippery to not do these things it's super easy even like working out like i can feel like i kind of messed up my shoulder so i'm taking a, a week off now mm-hmm. which also is another crazy thing it feels like i'll like work out fairly hard 
and be like, okay, I'm feeling good. And then I'll injure something. We'll get injured. It's like, this has been happening to me for like eight years. Like my body will not get to a like different level. It's like, no, you're going to be like skinny. Like there's no way you're packing up muscle, um, which whatever, I just got to deal with that now. But um, that's another thing though, like a week, I haven't, haven't worked out for a week now to rest my shoulder. And it's like, I can already see myself like not even considering this an option throughout my day, you know, like it's so easy. Like it's already in my head of like, okay, this thing is gone from my like daily routine. Like, Oh yeah. I was like noticing, Oh, I have so much more time now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is nice. Like who needs this working out nonsense? But uh, yeah, it's wild, man. This, these brains. So. Yeah. So get back on that. I mean, maybe you could do yoga in exchange right now to like, stretch your shit out um, yeah yeah that's what fergal's doing actually you should um yeah if you do come to mexico like you guys could just do stretching together and stuff like he's, yeah, he's uh, big on that uh. yeah that's it and that that was the interesting thing about his san pedro trip is he realized that he didn't care about money anymore and he only cared about stretching and like fixing his body because his body's all fucked up and um now he's just like looking into building a commune and a little community in the forest where him and his people can just hang out and they don't have to worry about government intervention or anything. And they can just mind their business and um, like live off the land and be at one with nature and meditate, do yoga, things like that. That's all he, all he seems to care about. Um, and then, yeah, doing stretching and yoga. And it's interesting because he did this, um, he did San Pedro and realize this and it's like a complete change of his entire personality you know yeah. uh so it was never it was the opposite of that before he's like i want to make a billion dollars and maybe when i'm 80 i'll do psychedelics yeah yeah and it's completely different now so yeah i think if you if you do come to real de catorze i think we'll all have a good time hanging out together for i think like a week a week there you know and like try to do a couple like maybe three peyote sessions and find peyote cito um what's his name mescalito, mescalito. 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 Yeah. mescalito. Uh, yeah i never knew of this man um no, no. it's like damn that's uh, that's pretty cool was like, start oh. wandering wandering through the the desert man looking for it came out of the peyote plant he said so yeah, yeah uh, perfect um yes yeah, so of if you want to do that, we'll we'll hang out, and I think um, I think that'd be sick, bro. Cool. That's so good. That's it from that's it for me. Um, it's been an hour and a half, so I think we're at the perfect amount of time. Thanks for thanks for doing this, bro. Yeah, thank you, thank you, buddy. It's a pleasure.